make, make, make my daughter. Hey y'all, welcome to Table Talk 216. I'm Jai. I'm Ray, and what we bringing it to the table and leaving it at the table, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was real good. We just go, you know what? It's okay. We're gonna keep on going. So, um, this podcast is generally about our opinions and our point of view on issues in today's society. These are not facts. This is not, you know, we don't know it all. We're just, you know, this, uh, this is just our opinion. Our first topic today is going to be generational curses, where we're basically going to be talking about generational curses. Uh, we're going to be talking about generational trauma. We're going to talk about parenting, parenting, broken homes, all that. You and the traumas me? that, you know, just... Everything that falls under that umbrella of a generational curses that, you know, a lot of people in our society are afraid to address or just unaware of and all. You want to take the floor, Ray? I, I really don't know the definition of generational curses. You know the definition of generational curses? Uh, so generational curses are habits or behaviors mm. that that are passed down from generation to generation, but when I generation generational, I'm sorry, generational curses to me is a negative thing. Okay. Um, it's a you. What you say? I said all right. Yeah, it's it's a negative thing to me. When I think of generational curses, it always puts me in the mind of like a hamster. Like you see a hamster going on the wheel, it just running, 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 and the only way for it to stop, you know, is to jump out. So right. that's how I think of generational curses is that little hamster, you know, in my head. The only way for people to break generational curses or to even address them is to even, you know, acknowledge that, you know, they're going on or they have them and then to break them. So, yeah, we're going to talk about generational curses today. Some examples of generational curses to me are like addiction, wealth. Wealth, yes, wealth can be a generational curse. Like I said, addictions, just point of views on life, divorce, just traumas. Like there, there's a lot of things that fall. Poverty, for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you have any? You got I any mean, in mind? Yeah, like, I mean, when it comes to generational curses, I definitely, you know, I don't know who else feel like this, but I feel like I fall victim to generational curses multiple times, especially when it comes to like fatherhood and stuff like that. I am a father myself. I have a daughter, you know, little yes. baby Neela. So, <laughs> you know, but I have been in I've fallen victim to to generational curses. Love backstory about me, you know, I, I kinda grew up, you know, like the and it's messed up, I mean about to say this, but like the average young black kid from the hood. You feel what I'm saying? Like dad wasn't really there, you feel me? But like also, you know, I really now that I'm older, I'm able to kind of understand it a little bit that like my dad dad wasn't really there. Like I've I've my my biological dad I've never ever had heard him talk about his dad, but my dad from Chicago. We from Chicago. You know, that's all that's all he says. Though we we come from Chicago. You feel me? Like other than that, he never talked about my he never talked about my he never talked about my granddad like that. I, I've never met my granddad or anything, you know, so I, I only could really just go based off my dad and you know, he never really was in my life like that. I mean he was, but he the times he was in my life, it was it was kinda like a like a negative thing. Like I seen my dad, you feel me, in the hood, you know. You know, selling drugs, just just being a just being a street. It's, excuse my language, a street nigga. You feel me? So like, you know, me growing up, you feel me? Like that's that's all I really knew. Like shit, my my dad in the street. You know that that's where I'm supposed to be. You feel me? Like I I, I look just like the man. So <laughs> <laughs> so I always you feel me? Just thought that's how I was supposed to be. I never had like you know 
daddy daddy walks to school or my dad never really gave me no 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 game for real except survive you know so in my head and that and that kind of kind of time to like generational trauma because in my head that's how i think as i'm older right, right. now i think to survive like right that's all i could think about is i gotta i gotta make it home every night i gotta yep. make it home and i and you know it's it's crazy because i don't want to i don't want to who want to wake up every day feeling like that you feel me like i don't want to wake up every day feeling like every time i go out the house you feel me i, I made something may happen to me and i ain't even in the streets mm-hmm. so like that that's even the crazy part about it so it's just like it's like a, it's kind of like a mind trick and it's so crazy i was i was actually listening to this podcast earlier and this 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 like I, I can't even think of her name but she's from Atlanta and it's so ironically that she had she was interviewing this guy about about generational curses and uh, parent and fatherhood and he was from Cleveland and he was like you know I, the first thing he said was I'm from Cleveland you know Cleveland we proud to say we from the city you know that's just anybody from Cleveland you going to yell you from Cleveland and everybody going to know you from Cleveland for sure so he was proud to say that, but then he also followed up like, you know, same thing like I just said. He said his dad's dad, his granddad never was really in his dad's life like that, and he kind of fell victim to that. And then, you know, he said also that his dad wasn't in his life, and he said when he had grew older and he had had kids, and he had got married, and he had he got married, and him and his him and his wife had divorced, and she kind of took the kid, and he found himself not being in his kid life. He felt like he was his dad. I feel like that totally mm-hmm. right now in life. You feel me? Like I have a daughter and I don't see her every day. It's it's not by it's not by choice, you know. But she she's not she don't live with me, you know. So I can't see her every day. So I sometimes I be in the mindset of like I have to do everything in my power to be the best dad I can be to this little girl. So when I don't get to see her, the times I'm supposed to see her, because you know stuff sometimes never works out. I always find myself like, dang, I'm just like my dad. You feel me? And it, and it kind of like, but that's the, it, like I said, it goes to that start to try tie into the generational trauma because my dad never had his dad in his life. So he, he never really, you know, he, he, he kind of stopped caring, you know? So I start fa- falling in that type of phase. Like, dang, man, I don't see my daughter. I don't care. You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. Like, I don't know what to do. I want to fight the world. You know, I, I get, I get upset. I get angry and it get frustrating. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's your most that's definitely your experience from. I mean, yeah, that's one of your most definitely for real. So, me personally, I feel like a generational curse that a lot of us women, especially Black women, are automatically we automatically inherit is being taught or out the gate automatically how to be this strong, super strong, tough Black woman. It's not a bad thing to like a full extent, but when you're taught, you know, just just that, just to be a strong black woman and you're not taught how to be a strong black woman and be able to support and love a strong black man and be there for a black man, you so focused on being that strong black woman and I got to do everything for me. I have to be independent. I got to do this and that and that. If I, if I get a man, then he just going to come. He just come. He'll fit in there wherever he fit in, but that's not really the mindset we should have. We should be able to, we should be taught, be a strong black woman, be independent, you know what I'm saying, get yours, like, and also... Let me teach you also how to love this black man. Let me teach you how to support this black man. Let me teach you how to be here for this black man. That And a lot of us were not taught that. My mother, 
She's going to be watching this podcast. She know I love her to death. But my <laughs> mother, my mother was a great mom. She was. But, you know, my mom was one of those women who taught me, you know, and my sister to be this strong black woman to go to school, to go to college, to, you know, get a degree, to do this, to, you know, hold your own, to hustle on your own, to get this, get that. And, you know, she never taught me how to really love and support a black man. Honestly, she she taught me once I got older, but once I got older, I had already kind of, you know, like, you know, kind of caught on to some things myself, had my own experiences and everything. But she she always taught me how to just be strong for myself. So when that time even came for me to, you know, get someone or to be able to, you know, to show somebody that, you know, I can't support you, I can be here for you. I didn't know how because I wasn't Race, it was like a, you know, it was almost like a, a defense, you know, mechanism up. Like, you know, I got to worry about me. Like, you whining about this or you whining about that. I'm worrying about me, but that's not, you know, that's not how we should be taught. So to me, that's another generational curse that's passed down from generation to generation to generation. It's crazy that you say that, too, because, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a, in a single mom. A single parent home. My mom, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm one of seven, seven siblings. I got seven <laughs> siblings. <laughs> like it's, it's a whole lot of us. You feel me? And I got a twin. So boom, that's that's there too. <laughs> so you know, I, I definitely feel you on that. And it's, it's, it's crazy because like that's kind of how I view women. Like I, I view women as they supposed to be strong, just because I seen my mama do yeah. it. Yeah. So you feel me? Like when I, even when I'm out. And I'm talking or conversating with a female, whatever the case may be. You feel me? I'm on. I'm like, well, you 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 gotta have your own. Like, I really, I know as a man, you're supposed to take care of the family, but you know, I be just thinking like, my mom took care of the family by herself. So when I look at when it's kind of like how I want my woman, like I want my woman to be able to, you feel me, had hold that type of weight. You feel me? But that 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 probably comes just because my mom. She had she ain't had no choice but to take care of the family. You feel me? Like she right. was she was a single parent. She ain't she ain't had nobody. She had us, but she made it. She made stuff work as much as possible as she can. You know, no matter what. You feel me? So I I I I kind of fall victim to viewing women like that. I try not to, but it it get hard sometimes because it just be like, if my mom did it, why can't you do it? And that goes like, under that goes under another umbrella to un, under you know another one of our topics that topics that single parenting you know single parenting has a lot to do with you know generational curses as well single sure. parenting you know it's just a life life cycle a lot of that has to do with you know addiction poverty you know stuff like that as well so me personally I honestly can speak from both sides because my parents are married now right. but you know my parents got married when I was a teenager before that they was always regular. You know, I'm here with my mom. I go with my father on the weekends or, you know, whenever, whatever. And it's it's crazy because even my mother knows this. When my mother and my father got actually finally got married, I was a teenager. And before that, my parents were not married. And mm -hmm. it was always, you know, we, we were... It, it wasn't they weren't married they didn't they didn't my father didn't live with us it was just like I said we lived with my mom and you know my father was doing him and we went over there when we went over there but when my father finally did you know marry my mom and they got together I, w I had a hard time dealing with that you know most people would be like oh I would love that or oh you're lucky this and that I had a very hard time dealing with that because I was so used to being in this single parent home and I was so used to it just being me my mom you know my sister my dad when we see him and this and that I almost felt like who like who who do you think you are to just come in here and you know what I'm saying start putting your foot down or start telling us this or start mind you this is my father like my father's right. been in my life my whole entire life but that's the dysfunction that comes with broken homes because you you know you 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 
you, your kids start to feel like that's right. You know, that's people start trauma. to feel like that is trauma. And a lot of, you know, issues came from that. Like I said, I really started to, I had a hard time with that. I was very rebellious, if that's the word, against my father, you know, coming. I couldn't really understand it. I had almost gotten used to my mother and my father not being together almost my whole entire life. And that is not okay. No, like, I, I, I feel you though. Like, but I, honestly too, you know, and I'm a kind of, you know, debate with you a little bit because <laughs> a lot of, it's a lot of women out here who who is and I'm a, I'm an active father who want to be in my daughter's life. You feel me? It's a lot of women who who hold who hold fathers from being in their kids' life for the simple fact they feel like they can do it on their own. They feel like they don't need you. You feel what I'm saying? So like it, it, it it's, it's like you you got to deal with that. You got to deal with that situation too. You feel me? Like coming with dealing with generational curse, dealing with trauma and stuff like that. There's a lot of female that that didn't seen they they parents. Single, single, raise, raise the family by themselves. So now they, now you know, growing up, it's like, okay, my mama raised us by herself. I'm gonna raise this kid by myself. You feel me? So they ignore the fact that you actually got a, a father that want to be in there. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's a lot of deadbeats out here. My Y'all. father was always in my life, though. It wasn't like yeah. he wasn't in my life, and then they got together and he decided to. They were, they were. My father was always in my life, but right. to come from, you got to understand a kid's point of view too. When you have, that's why it's our job as parents. I'm a parent now as well. You're a parent. Right. It's our job as parents to make sure that we try our best. Everything is not gonna be perfect. We're not going to this. 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 This, this don't come with a handbook. It's not written mm-hmm. out how to. You know what I'm saying? We learning this shit on the way, but. When you are, when, when you're, when you, like I said, when you're, when you are used to a certain system, right. when it changes up, either one of the th- two things can happen. Either you can be okay with it or you can be against it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was just one of those people who, you know, I just, it felt really, it was almost like I kind of wanted my dad to just, you know, you can just stay where you at. I was cool with that, but no, I didn't ask her. to be like that. I didn't ask to feel like that. I just, that's just how I felt. Like when my sister was the total opposite, my sister didn't care if he was there or not, as long as we get to see our dad, that was her. But me, right. I'm more, what's the word? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm more aggressive. I'm more kind of like, I don't know. But I just felt like me personally, I just, I was having a hard time dealing with that. Over the year, I mean, it didn't take long for me to get over it because it was my father. But, but that, yeah, no, I feel that, but that's how I try, as a, as a being a dad now, I try to be like that now, especially with my daughter. Like, I try to, no matter how much, and I don't even like saying baby mama, I just feel like it's so ghetto. But I try to say, ah. I try to say the mother of my child. <laughs> <laughs> but I try to try to come, you know, I try to come to common ground a lot with the mother of my child. I mean, get difficult sometimes but i don't even you know again i grew up in a single single parent home my mother my mother was the dad and, and the father even though my dad was still alive you know what i'm saying but it's, your dad was he was he was there he just wasn't there how you yeah he to just be. wasn't there how i want him so to be you like see, but see you see what i'm saying though like just because yeah. i ain't telling sitting there telling the camera like okay well this what my dad did this how i felt that's how i felt that doesn't mean that there were not specific reasons why I didn't yeah. feel like, you know what I'm saying? Why I didn't, I really didn't know if I really wanted, you know, to be in a household with both of my parents because I didn't know how. I didn't know what no, that, for- I didn't know what that felt like. So it was something new for me. That's just like if somebody's parents are married their whole entire life and then their parents split up, they gonna have a hard time with, you know what I'm saying, going to this home and going to that right, home for right. to go over dad's house or to go over mom's house. And they're gonna have a hard time listening to the stepmom. They're gonna have a hard time listening to the stepdad because they're used to their parents being together. Right. It was opposite for me, which I'm trying my point is that is not okay. It's not. And I and I ain't gonna lie, I used to hate my dad when I was younger. But you feel what I'm saying, now that I'm older, I, I more understand. See, like I said earlier, you feel what I'm saying? My dad ain't had no dad in this home. You yeah. feel me? So he he 
you you can't be something that you never had. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? So like he couldn't be a dad to me and my siblings because yeah. he never had a dad. Yeah. You feel me? So, you know, I'm I'm kind of trying to be a dad to my daughter, even though I never had a dad. Mm-hmm. It's so and, and it's and that's that's the hard part. You as feel long me? as you don't that's make excuses the, for yeah, it. I, but I try you, not to. And that's and that's the hard part. But like now that I'm older, I don't hate my dad, man. I just I feel sorry for him. You feel what I'm saying? I I got like a lot of compassion for him. I I I feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Because he never got to experience that. But I'm now I'm trying to break that generational curse of the long line of the long line of daddies not being mm-hmm. in a kid's life. I try to be in my daughter's life as much as possible. Call her beautiful every day. Call her a princess. Every, anything I can. And I also you feel me trying to be on one accord with her mom. You know so we can make things work. One thing I can say about the mother of my child. You feel me? We don't argue in front of her. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 if if we got something to say to each other, we say it privately. We don't say it in front of her and. That's another thing, too. You feel what I'm saying? Growing up, I seen my parents argue, yeah. fight, all that. So, you know, growing up, I, I, you know, it's so crazy because you see a lot of relationships and I see a lot of stuff, especially on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, if he don't, if, 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 if he don't argue with me or if he don't choke me up, I don't want him. You feel what I'm saying? But, like, I ain't gonna lie. I, I seen that in my in my household. Like you feel me? Like you know some 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 of them chokes one sexy though. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, it's it ain't funny. it's funny, but it ain't funny. But like yeah, like some some of that stuff. You know that that kind of like. And I ain't gonna lie. I have met females literally to be like. Oh, I want an aggressive dude. I'll be like, what you mean by aggressive? Like, I want a dude, I want a dude to put me in my place. Like, how though? You feel what I'm saying? Like, how you want me to put you in your place? Like, tell you to shut up? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what my dad is telling my mom. Like, but if it's, if you know, if that's what, you know, they say, that's that generational curse though. But let me ask you this though, because let me ask you this though. How you saying about your father? Like, and not to make this about your situation with your father, but do you, have you ever thought to, voice everything that you're saying see if i have you ever thought to actually have a conversation because i'm gonna just tell you this before you even answer that Mm -hmm. that's actually one of the issues in our society and in our generation and like like i said in our society as a whole generational curses come from stuff not being addressed stuff not being handled things going like that we gonna keep keep reverting back to that hamster right you okay? <laughs> <laughs> that, that hamster, you, you going, you going crazy with that hamster, though. <laughs> no, hey. seriously though, we gonna keep reverting back to the hamster. Like right. the only way that it's you know gonna stop is if that hamster jumps off. So the only way I feel like you can be able to put that you know to a stop and be able to move forward and be a better father to your daughter is if you get everything out with your father, have that conversation because you never know your father might be able to tell you, you know, why some of the things, even though it's not going to validate it, right, but he right. might be able to help you get through, you know what I'm saying, and grow through what you're feeling and be able to be a better father I, honestly, to your Honestly, though, I I ain't got no excuse for real. <laughs> I just ain't really found the time for real. Like, I, I kind of I still process a lot of stuff, trauma in life, you feel me? And again, that's that generational trauma I'm talking about. I still process a lot of that trauma. And, and life that goes on with me and my and, and my and my kid right now, you know what I'm saying? And I try to it, it always reverts back to my dad, but I'm I'm at a space now where I'm just trying to balance everything out. I really haven't got around to the. I do. I want to talk to him. You know what I'm saying? I, I am going to talk to him. Actually, you know when when the time is right. When you think the time gonna be right? I don't. 
I don't know. <laughs> I got to pray on it. I'm serious. I'm serious because <laughs> I got to pray on Jesus, it. I ain't going to lie to before you. Before you know it, it's going to be a couple years down from now. Then it's going to be a couple years after that. Then it's going to be a couple years after that. Like you can't, you can't just sit on shit. You got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to address right. it. You got to be able to move forward. Like the purpose of this, you know, this show is literally bring it to the table, leave it to the table. Like right. the purpose of us, you know, we came up with that slogan because, you know, being raised in a Christian church or just, you know, being raised in a church period, you know, you're used to seeing people go to the altar and put their problems at the altar and leave them at the altar, walk away. You know, mm -hmm. one side, cause I ain't gonna lie to you. I've walked to the altar before I've been in church, took my problems down to the altar. And when I tell y'all, I didn't cry. It felt so, I don't know what it is. You know, a lot of people don't believe in, you know, Christianity or the church. And if they don't, then, you know, that's, that's fine. But I have definitely felt something when I went to the altar and put my problems there, you know, even if they didn't change right away. I'm not saying I walked out to a brand new binge. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that, but I wish. Yeah, I'm serious, <laughs> but you gotta, you have to start somewhere. Like whatever, right. you know, whatever beliefs you have, whatever, you know, religion you believe in, whatever, you know, you, whatever you think mentally, like you right. have to start somewhere. Cause if you just sit on it and just keep saying, I'm gonna address it. I do it when I get time, when I get time, you're going to look up and you know, it might be too late or, you know, it yeah, might so. have, took taking too much of a toll on your life and it might have affected your life in a negative way too much to the point where now it's too late to say something. So that's where this generational curses and stuff come from because people are, you know what I'm saying, doing this and they're sitting on these issues and stuff like that, like, and not realizing that these issues come back from, if y'all really think about it, like these, the, a lot of the stuff that we practice and a lot of the generational curses we have are from people that we don't even know. Oh, Grand, grandparents, great, great, great parents, great, are they great, like 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years and ago. I, and I ain't even trying to be funny, but I think my granddad was a pimp. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, though, because my dad, my dad, he kind of like, he kind of like a womanizer. He, I'm glad I'm not like, I'm not going to lie, that's my soul. I really try my hardest not to be a woman. When it comes to women, I try not to be a womanizer because I know my dad is one. But my, you know, my granddad, had got multiple kids multiple different baby mamas like he was a pimp like you feel me like so you know that that's that that's that generational that's that general not okay not my dad's dad my mom's dad mm -hmm. same thing I see what you're you know saying, what I'm saying? Though, yeah. but like you I know saying, it's just that, like you, that you know it's 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 kind of like that that thing to run in the family you know like yeah we we look good we could get any woman this that and the third you feel me so why not have any woman that you can, why not have multiple? You feel me? So I got a lot of aunties and uncles. A, a lot of <laughs> my, a lot of my aunties and uncles are out of wedlock. You feel me? Like, so my, my granddad, he was, he was getting to it. You feel me? Like my dad too. You know, I got other siblings just out, out of wedlock. You know what I'm saying? My, my dad, he was getting, he was getting to it. So most definitely, you feel me? Like I, I, the generational curses, that trauma that, you know, I, I'm, I, I spend a lot of my life now trying to get away from all that, trying to do right, trying to be a good man, trying to be a good black man, try to do right by women, do right by my daughter, you know, try to try to do right by people, period. You know, I don't I, it's I'm not trying to I'm not trying to fall in that same pattern. And I'm not going to lie. That's the thing that I'm scared of the most. I'm so my, my dad is like it's like my kryptonite. Like that's who I'm scared to, to be like in life, you know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of feel like I, I live my life 
trying to not be like this man. So I do everything in my power to not do the same thing that I know that this man does. And it's scary you though, know, because it's, it's scary because the, if you if you try too hard not to be like him, and you will hurt. be like him. And that's the, that's and I, that's the, that's the part. That's the part I'm scared of. So I just <laughs> boom. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> hey, oh God! So man. before we get to our 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 parenting part, I'm gonna need you to do something. I'm gonna need you to really really figure out when you gonna have that talk with your dad. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a because I'm gonna um, talk to him though. Yeah, I'm you, definitely gonna talk to him. Yeah, and I'm, I encourage y'all out there. Talk to y'all daddies. Absolutely. Talk to y'all mamas. Talk, That's talk to y'all daddies, boy. Talk to y'all. <laughs> talk to your mama. Talk to your mama, girl, because I'm telling you. Talk to your mama. I'm not taking you to roof, Chris. Yes. Talk to your mama. <laughs> talk to your mama. Y'all know hey. what's so crazy, though? Before, I swear, before we even get to, like, the parents and part, y'all, it's so crazy because me and my mom, we are such, like, we, we are such, like, geeks. When it comes to like information, like before, you know, everything, like I'm a, I'm a salon owner right now. Before I, I never even really wanted to be a salon. I've always known how to do hair, but I really didn't have the patience. I always wanted to be a nurse and I wanted to be a psych nurse at that. So a days, like I watch stuff, like I recommend, I definitely recommend anybody who has not watched Soft White Underbelly, it's on YouTube. All you got to do is type in Soft White Underbelly. It might be too much for some people. It might be you know, just enough for, to, to help somebody. But Soft White Underbelly is re are real documentaries about people who live on Skid Row in Los Angeles. Skid Row is basically like a whole entire town for homeless people, drug addicts. Man, anybody that's in a horrible, horrible, horrible predicament and, 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 and position in life you can that you can think of that's where they'll be on like skid row and I watch these documentaries not to get entertainment from these people not to um not to entertain myself I get it because I really 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 be wanting to see like what goes through people's minds to you know put them in the positions that they end up in or what happens to people to cause them to you know take the roles that they take and stuff like that just because believe it or not it helps me you know it helps me to, you know, look for certain signs or to certain people that you know. A lot of people go through stuff and just because they don't tell you or just because there it's not like written all over their face, you know, you would you doesn't mean that they're not going through it. And Skid Row, I'm soft white underbelly. I'm sorry. It's like it will literally have you in tears. And I don't want y'all to watch it. I don't want people to watch it just so they'll be in tears. I want people to get a bigger appreciation for um the things that we have the things that, you know what I'm saying, you have and the things that other people don't and the things that other people have been through and the things that, you know, other people are going through that they were might not have been able to conquer that you can. So, like I said, I really, really recommend y'all watching Soft White Underbelly. But like I said, I watch stuff like that just to because it's, it, it helps me. Like, it helps me mentally a lot. And it's definitely a recommended that's definitely crazy. recommend it some of them people be so high on them drugs and shit they, they sit there and they fidget they scratch they pick their skin apart they sit there and foam at the mouth they sit there and you know what i'm saying can't mm -hmm. function they sit there and nod and doze off and fall out the chair some of them people you know what i'm saying like really cannot function doing these interviews and to watch somebody be like that and to progress so much and literally end up dying 
just from her recovery, like their bodies become so accustomed to those drugs and, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, using those drugs and having that stuff in their system that once they, sometimes when they try to get better, it's too late. And that's the sad shit that when you really do, sometimes that you can do so much to your body that when you really, really, really say it's time, it's too late. That that's that's what's scary. Like yeah. that's that's what's scary. But it's it's do you do you think that's like do you think that come from that do that come from generational? Like what the drug use? Yeah, or the, the drug drug usage. For a sure. lot, a lot of a lot of me personally, I feel like just knowing you know drug addicts personally, and you know just just from talking to different people, a lot of a lot a lot of drug use people don't just do to try to be cool or try to be raw. A lot of drug use comes from people trying to block out different things it don't matter if it's this it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's something small something small to you it might be something you like big a, somebody like a, else like a breakaway from life yeah it's the same thing as drinking drinking is an addiction like you know what i'm saying a lot of people drink to block out yeah like a lot of people people don't think listen hey, i feel like drinking the biggest drug it's the if biggest drug me, because that ain't, know, it ain't the biggest drug on paper but it's the biggest for, 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 the, for the black i ain't gonna lie for the black community we think going to get it, going to get it's a, a, a fifth of Patron is hard. Is, is, it's all on Instagram. Yeah. That's why it's the biggest drug. That's why it's the that's why it's the biggest drug For because sure. it's literally it's one of those drugs that you can't even tell somebody you are an alcoholic. You're addicted. You can't tell somebody that because they're not going to. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to believe. They're they're not going to believe that. Same thing with you know drug addicts. Like you can't tell no real drug addict like. You know, you are this, you are that. They're going to be looking at you like, oh, but I know how to, you know, maintain myself. And not to, but you're and walking not your refrigerator down the street. And not to get off topic, but I, I'm not going to lie. That's, it's, and it, this far, this, this crazy because this fall under some, some generational curse. I, I'm on a, I'm on a 30 day challenge right now. I, I, I'm talking about I'm on a 30 day challenge and I'm drinking wine. <laughs> This don't count. This don't count so right here. My, listen, 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 my, my 30, my 30 day challenge start tomorrow, okay? I'm going to let everybody know my 30 day challenge start tomorrow. But I'm self-aware. So I'm self-aware that because I ain't going to lie. Every time I get off work on Friday, I, I, I was going to cop a bottle for real, going to, going to pull up on the guys. But it's so crazy because my, my granddad, he used to go cop a bottle every Friday. Irish Rose. <laughs> Irish Rose and drink. I don't know why, just because it was Friday. He used to be like, it's, it's Friday. He used to be like, it's Friday. And, hey, he used to be like, it's Friday, and I need a drink. You feel me? So I kind of like, I don't even know if that's hereditary or what that is, but I kind of be feeling like that. Like, it's Friday. I've, I've been through a stressful week at work. You know what I'm saying? For people who don't know, I'm a, I'm a counselor. I'm a youth counselor at that, at Job Corps. So I, I deal with a, a whole bunch of different personalities, different walks of life all type of stuff from these kids and sometimes it, it kind of it, it be kind of having me out of touch with reality so i'll be i'll be just like dang it's friday i'm free i need a drink you know what i'm saying so i go pull up on the guys grab a little bottle you feel me and it kind of had dawned on me you know coming up on this podcast on our start of it and i've been like we talking about generational curses we talking about generational curses and all i could think about is my granddad would take me and my siblings with him down the street in east cleveland to the to the to the to the little food mart, and he he cop like two three four Irish roses and, and and drink them though, and be like it's Friday, I need a break, you know what I'm saying? So like I, that's how I be like it's Friday, so now I'm trying to go on this thirty day challenge, you know, where I'm not <laughs> drinking and I'm gonna start tomorrow, but I'm trying to go on this thirty day <laughs> challenge, you know, when I'm cutting out liquor and stuff like that, you know, I, I work out a lot every day for real, at least five times a week, you know, but still I just want to. I just I, I I'm I'm in a mindset. I'm trying to break. We got to practice what we preach. 
Absolutely. I'd be wrong if I sat up here on here. We talking about all these generational curses and all this stuff passed down and talking about breaking them and stuff like that. But I still do the same thing. So when they come to that, I'm trying to break that. I'm trying to break drinking every day. And I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to need a drink after this 30 days. Yeah. I'm going to need something. I'll take, I'll something. take you for one. But I don't be, I'm trying not to drink as heavy. And I think that all falls until like that's that's the parenting too. I see my parents drink drink a lot, mm-hmm. kick it. You feel what I'm saying? Because it was a Friday, you know, it was a Friday. The family gathering, everybody, everybody, let's kick it. You know what I'm saying? So like that that kind of get passed down. Like oh well, you know. But a lot of a lot of a lot of generational curses, you know, don't just happen from you know a lot of generational cur- curses happen from just po- just being in poverty, like right. literally just poverty that will literally cause you to. Mm-hmm you know, kind of have a, a disadvantage to a lot of things. And if you have a disadvantage because of this or because of, you know, that, then, you know, all you can do, like I said, when we, when we had, when we having these kids and when, you know, Man. we become parents and stuff like that, it's not a handbook that comes with it. You literally just, you know, go on with the flow. You just, you, 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 you doing what you know, the older you get, you able to kind of grab other, you know, mm-hmm. things from other places that you feel like, you know, you able to say, okay, my mom taught me this, but I don't think I agree with that. I think I might agree with this, mm-hmm. but while you're young and stuff like that, I mean, it ain't, but so much you have uh, of a say, so you have, you know, in what direction you're going to go, you kind of going from however you being taught, you know what I'm saying? And so, these, and I'm not going to lie to you. These kids is bougie nowadays. <laughs> they is though. I'm not gonna even lie to you. These kids is bougie nowadays. Cause how how we grew up, you feel what I'm saying? If you if you if you in that late twenties, that 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 thirty range, y'all know how we grew up. You feel what I'm saying? Especially if you from the hood or you you know what I'm saying, you 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 from the you from the trenches. You know how your parents was and you know how you know how we you had to scavenge, especially, you know, Bologna sandwiches, no bread. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, stuff like that. These kids now is bougie when it comes to stuff like that. Like, they bougie. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing because, you know, a lot of us just grew up like that. And I can attest, I'm definitely one of those. I would never let my daughter eat a bologna sandwich with no bread. Like... <laughs> Ever, you know not, what I'm saying, sir? That's not a bologna sandwich. <laughs> it ain't a bologna sandwich. I thought it was, but like you know. But again, you know, I I, I grew up in a household, single parent household. You know what I'm saying? With my mama, she didn't. We have we ain't have enough food stamps. She ain't having enough food stamps to feed seven kids. You know what I'm saying? We had to we had to get it how we live. You know, so we had to miss a miss a couple meals. You know what I'm saying? So I. That, that's just how I grew up missing a couple meals. You know, that was that. That's just how I was. You know, what I'm saying that's how my mama grew up missing a couple meals. You know, so it, it was like all that is passed down, but it's not okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's something. And I I I would definitely commend this generation at least on that because a lot I know a lot of people who not letting their kids miss no couple of meals. Matter of fact, my one friend, he taking it. His daughter is eating seafood boils. <laughs> <laughs> like that's wild. You know what I'm saying? Because you think of you think back to you. I ain't never ate no seafood boil nah. at at six. Nope. <laughs> I, I ain't never had no seafood boil at nope. no six years old. I feel like nowadays a lot of people are far as taking care of their kids is starting to be aware of those generational curses, mm-hmm. especially for when it comes to putting 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 food on the table, putting clothes on their kids' back. Man, my me and my siblings had to share clothes. You know what I'm saying? Me and my brothers, we 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 rotated t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? We did that. 
Ain't no kids rotating t-shirts like yeah. that. But they nowadays, it's a, lot, it's a little bit, it's a lot more, you know, yeah. resources and stuff nowadays, too. It's a lot more resources, a little bit more help. It's a lot more technology and stuff like that for people to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of take advantage of, right. too, that we didn't have right. and that our parents sure. didn't have neither. So, you know, they, people, you know, us, our generation got that to thank for that, too. But but it's so it's so it's also crazy that a generational curse can really be anything because you know how we just hit on that about the stuff we didn't have it's i feel like a generational curse is is coming to light a lot is that it it's people that so they're so scared to fail that they're doing anything to win you know what i'm saying and they're they're teaching their kids to do anything to win which mm-hmm. is causing people not to have any morals you know what i'm saying Let's talk about it. Instagram models and stuff like that. And sometimes that's the they defense. doing anything to win right now. <laughs> sometimes that's the defense mechanism too. It is, it is, it is, it is for sure. But like people, people is so scared to fail nowadays, and so scared. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of them people too. I was about to say I'm scared who, to fail. Who, 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 who I'm, I'm scared to be I'm, broke. Yeah, all that. You know what I'm saying? But like, look, all look, of, yeah. look, people is scamming. You know, doing anything they can to have to have some money. You feel what I'm saying? Because. The the social media, the generation, you feel what I'm saying, says that that's that's not it's not acceptable to be broke. You know what I'm saying? When we were young, we didn't care about being five dollars with a lot of money. Especially for me at, at six, if I had five dollars, we all had something to eat at the store. You feel me? But like now, a kid six years old, you give her five dollars, that's not enough. Like, but us as parents, you know, we we put that, we putting that in our kids' heads that five dollars ain't enough. You need you need five thousand. That's enough. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and that even then, that's not enough. You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like that's becoming a that's becoming a generational curse. This this being being passed down to mm-hmm. kids as they get older. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of kids even going to these proms. Man, they Burberry, sure. Gucci. Sure. They got a Montclair shirt on. This shirt three hundred dollars. <laughs> this this three hundred dollar polo. You got a three hundred dollar polo on at prom. I ain't even have a $300 polo on that palm. I think my fit wasn't even $300. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> that's, they, they taking that, and they, and as they're getting older, they're, 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 when they, when life starts to actually hit, like when they actually have to get a job or they actually have to be out here, you feel what I'm saying? They, they noticing it like, oh, damn, that, that $300 that my mama bought me, shit, I, I might not can make that $300. Now mm-hmm. I got to do something else to get this money. You feel what I'm saying? So like, it's it's like, it's kind of like a, it's like a curse being passed down. Yep, that you and gotta, it's, and it's, you and gotta it's, jump out that wheel. And I don't, it gotta jump out that wheel. I definitely, <laughs> that <laughs> with that hamster. And I, like I said, like I definitely, I definitely think generational curses are taking their turn again. It's taking, it's like, it's, it's never, oh, generational they, curses they, they, they don't keep ever going, stop. They keep going, yeah, they keep going and going. They're never going to stop. And, and I, and I never, I never really realized that until now that it's, that, that, that it, it, it comes in different forms. It comes in different sure. sizes. It comes in, it comes in different, different, different everything. You feel what I'm saying? So like now it was, you know what I'm saying? You know, we, we was broke. It was okay, but it wasn't okay. And that created trauma. Now you feel me nowadays is. Oh, we can't be broke. We got to get rich. You feel what I'm saying? By any means. But that causes trauma. Because what if you can't get rich? What if you can't get that money? Now you feel like you a failure. Now that, that or now you that, feel like you got to take go to the, the the fullest extent or do something. You know what I'm saying? Right, That's ridiculous right, to right, get it. So, right, yeah, that that right, definitely I definitely right, understand. Exactly. So, we kind of talked about the generational curses on parenting. But my next question will probably be 
what is your point of view on good parenting and bad parenting? Like, do you feel like there's a good parenting and there's a bad parenting just because, you know, it doesn't come with a handbook? It doesn't, you know, come written out. We all just learning as we go. Do you feel like there is good parenting and bad parenting? I mean, I, honestly, when it comes to parenting, though, I feel like that with parenting is is it's de- like you to said each it's, own. It's, it's it's to each his own right it's no handbook on it because let's let's just let's just say for instance a kid again i got whooped with a switch before yeah you feel me like I, I got whooped with a switch but society don't think that a kid should get whooped with a, that's abuse you know some what I'm society because some society you know what i'm saying my, in, the, in the black home part of my society yeah, don't think we, that. You know what i mean, I mean <laughs> but like, you feel me like <laughs> i mean like, hey. <laughs> Some in some in some instances, like it is good parent and, and bad parent. Now you know, am I gonna beat my kid for no reason for no with no switch? No, you know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna beat my kid with no reason with no switch. But again, like I, it's all go back in, into, into a generational thing. I got beat with a switch. My parents got beat with switches. You know, my 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 grandparents. My mom used to always tell me. My dad used to tell me to go get the switch off the tree. You feel me? So, my, but see, you know what that comes with that that goes into you know. Like you said, to each his own, like the yeah. discipline, everybody has their own way of, you know, disciplining. I, when I say so, when I say good parenting and bad parenting, like me personally, I try really, really hard not to judge as far as like good parenting and bad parenting because everybody's circumstances are different. Right. Me personally, though, I just feel like the only way you can fail to me as a parent is if you literally just do not take any time. Like me, I, I just feel like kids need that time. Right. Like children need time. Children need, you know, that love. Children need that attention. Children need that nurturing. Like I feel like there is no gender role with, you know, those things I just named off. It's, it's either, you know, the mother can give that and a father. You know, it's a bonus, you know. No, I'm not going to even say a bonus if both parents can give that because it's not a bonus. That's that's another thing that comes with the generational curses. We got it in our mind that if you got both of your parents that, you know, you, you're winning or you're lucky when that's, you know, that's what it should be. That's not be. true because, you know, and that's not true at all because it, it was one point in time where both my parents were in the house. It was one point in time where my dad and my mom was in the house and it wasn't healthy at all. Yeah, Honestly, sure. I felt like my, I felt like my household was more healthy without my father actually mm-hmm. in the house. You know what I'm saying? And my dad, he showed tough love. He never showed love, love. You know, he, I, I never forget my dad made me sit behind the, the couch until I was able to tie my shoe. This is how I learned how to tie my shoe. So do you feel like that was good parenting or bad parenting? I'm, I'm serious. I don't... Would I make my daughter sit behind That it? was my next question no, to you. Would you no, make no, your no, daughter no, no, do no. that? I would never... Why let, wouldn't you make her do that? Because I kind of felt like... I was scared of my dad. So I, I learned how to tie my shoe out of fear. I didn't learn how to tie my shoe because I was taught how to tie my shoe. I learned how to tie my shoe because my dad said if I ain't tie that shoe, you feel me, it was, it was on the flow basically. You feel me? I was getting beat. So I learned how to tie my shoe. That's And I said, I never forget. I sat behind a couch f- for like, I want to say almost 24 hours. I learned how to tie my shoe. And, you know, my, my daughter, she's very smart. And she probably learned how to tie her shoe in a couple days, you know, with just with just me teaching her, you know, just going over, you know, big bunny, little bunny, little hoop, big hoop, like mm-hmm. just going over like that. But my dad, he wasn't that type of person. Like he, that was too soft for him. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that wasn't that, that wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was you, you, you need to learn how to do this stuff. You need to, you need to know how to do this. But again, that all goes back to also 
My dad didn't have no father in his life, so my dad probably was never taught that way or that. Could but have just because to him. you don't have your parent yeah, in your right. life, sometimes, like you said, sometimes you have both of your parents in your life, and right. it's still you know the same as a person who only has just one person. Right. So that's is you having both parents, or you know having this parent or having mm-hmm. that parent, does not always mean you know like I said, doesn't always mean you're winning or mm-hmm. you're blessed or you know you got this or you got that because it, it just all plays into how that parent is to you, that love, that nurturing, that attention, attention, especially attention, attention, attention. I wish I could say that in big red letters. Like kids need attention. Like that is the number one thing. You can buy your kid this, you can buy your kid that, you can do this, you can do that. If you are not showing your child attention, that literally is the start of a a trauma right there for your child. And a lot of people, you know, in our generation and our society, do not realize that that is literally the start of generational curses of traumas of, you know, like mental, mental illness of issues and stuff so like that. So let me that. ask you this though. Do you, do you think that you can show a kid too much attention though? That can you, hinder him, that can hinder them in life though? I don't, me personally, I don't, I don't no ever feel like you can, no, I don't feel like as a parent, okay. you can show your kid too much attention. Some stuff you can might, you might be able to be, be too overbearing with, or you might be too, I mean, the only word I can think of is like overbearing, but I feel like as a parent, you cannot show your kids too much attention if you want to sit up and you 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 got an off day and you want to lay with your kid for the whole entire 24 hours that you off you are that that is your you are entitled to that as a parent and they're entitled to that love as a kid so you know everybody got their different different views on that but i feel like a well-balanced you know attention is you know like like i said like every day like at least every single day and believe it or not there are kids who are not getting that attention every single day and that is Affecting them in oh, we so know. many they, different ways. They outside, push icy face mask on and all. <laughs> <laughs> they, they out here. They ain't got no attention. Yeah, they yeah, is out sure. here, man. I'm sure. telling you, man. They they yeah. out here, man. I, I I just for the life of me, I don't understand why these kids walk around in 90 degree weather with a hoodie on. <laughs> And a ski mask because it's like, cool because they I, think I, it's cool. I, ain't gonna lie. I get, I get scared. Raw. I get scared because like I'm raw. just going to the gas station to get some gas. Yeah, because it's wrong. And they just going to the gas station to, to get a pop. You know what I'm saying? But it, it looked like you about to rob me yeah. in the gas station. You feel me? So I'm trying to get my gas as soon as possible. But that to get all up ties in. Every listen yeah, to what you're saying. Sure. You do something dumb like that. It's 90 degrees and you got a ski mask on and a hoodie you and look all crazy. that. It's, that goes and that ties into attention. Yeah. These kids, you know what I'm saying, we're not, we're not getting the attention, you know what I'm saying, the proper attention. So you're going to do stupid stuff. You're going to do anything to, you know, obtain that attention. And that's that's where, you know, that, that's why I said you got to lo- love on your children. Like, I'm not no mother expert. Like, I try to be the best mother I can to my baby. Like, well, she's not a baby. She's four. But I try to be. She looks, she's going to always be a baby. When she's she 10, I'm going to be telling somebody my baby. But <laughs> I try to be the best mom I can to my daughter. I'm one of those parents where somebody might feel like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm too aggressive because I have been told that, that I'm too aggressive. I just don't believe in really, and that, you know, people can agree to disagree, but I just don't believe in the babying stage of children, the boo-boo, stink-a-bug, coo-coo-poo-poo-toodle. I don't believe in that <laughs> because when you talk to kids like that for so long, they start to, they start to, you know, that's that start to be their language. And that's how they start talking to other people. And that's how they still start feeling. You're going to look up and you're going to mm-hmm. talk to your baby while they're a baby like that. Then you're going to look up and they're going to be 10 years old and be expecting somebody to sit up and baby them and talk mm-hmm. to them like boo-boo, toot-toot, stink. They're going to be expecting that. So mm-hmm. I don't really believe in that. I'm really aggressive with my daughter, but I, it's a balance. I still tell my daughter I love her every day. I still tell her how beautiful she is. I still hug her. I still kiss her. I still have mommy-daughter mm-hmm. dates with her. You know, I still help her with, you know, learning and, and you know what I'm saying, just anything that I can. Can, but I just feel like um, 
you know, you have to kind of mold these kids young only because, like I said, the society and the generation that we live in is almost, it's it's kind of messed up for real because it's almost like nowadays being a parent, it's like a race to, it's like a race to teaching your kids. If you don't teach your kids first, society gonna get a hold of them. It's so much stuff on TV and then on these shows Man. and on these YouTubes and on these Man. tablets and stuff like that that get a hold of these kids Music and before videos. you know it, yes, and before you know it, all this stuff has an influence on your kid before you could even tell your child how, you know what I'm saying, like your point of view or stuff or, you know, mm-hmm. this is what mommy did, blah, 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 this, and that. Like you, a lot of stuff you can't even teach your child because they didn't already form their own point of view on it because they've watched YouTube and watched these tablets and, you know, watched these TV shows. And, you know, it's kind of scary being a parent nowadays. Like I love being a mom. I it's really so do. Scary, like man. it is. I love, I, I love it though. I love being a mom, but I also, like I said, I'm always on guard. It's scary. Being a parent, because, you know, that little person, you know, at any given moment, and I say this proud, like at any given moment, you ready to do anything and everything, whatever, you ready to go to jail, you ready to die, anything. That is scary to be a parent and to know mm-hmm. that at any given moment, you ready to put yourself and what you have on the line for this little person with no thought at all, with none. Right. Um, so, like I said, my my view on, you know, parenting is to just make sure that these kids are getting attention and make sure these kids are getting love. Like, all that other stuff, you know, is going to fall in line behind it. Like and Definitely stop. Even all the... I, I, my, see, my view on parenting is because just because a lot of... Technology is the thing now. That's the biggest... It's the biggest... What's the word I'm looking for? Influence. It's, it's the biggest influence on everyone. Old adults, young, middle yep. age, kids. It's like, it's so much of an influence and it's so easy to literally watch what somebody's doing yep. in Alaska. And we're all the way in yes. Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? You can watch somebody in Alaska kill somebody and we all the way in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's wild. And so... I say that to say, like, these kids, they are they be on social media. These, 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 these girls, this, this 14, 13 is on social media portraying as they 25, they, 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 they grown. These, these, these young men are on social media uh, portraying that they're drug dealers, you know what I'm saying? And, and they're not. Because this is what they're saying. You know saying. what I'm saying? Because this is, this is what society is saying. Puchaki said, get the hell cat. You know what I'm saying? So they they gotta do anything, any means to get this Hellcat, or they gotta do. They gotta have a stick. They gotta have an extended clip. Didn't even that. know what a Hellcat was. They don't even know he, what none of that is, started, man. Yeah. And it's and it's 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 scary. It's scary, especially being a parent because your kid's 16, and you know you trying to steer him or her in the right direction, and they're going to school, and and they're actually being called lame for for doing the right thing. They're being called lame for not smoking. They're being called lame for not having a hookah pen. They're being called lame, you know what I'm saying, for not having purple jeans, these expensive clothes and stuff like that. And that comes from us as parents. And again, this is a generational curse. This mm-hmm. child's back into generational curse. We did not have nothing. We didn't have purple jeans. But we a lot have, of the kids that were bullying right. were kids that did not have shit, that didn't right, have anything. Right. So we a lot of the, a lot right. of people bullied to deflect, to right. take the attention off themselves, right. to take, you know what I'm saying, what they have going on so so you know what i'm saying if i got on this outfit and i know it's terrible mm-hmm. i'm gonna talk about yours so they want nobody notice mine right but they're gonna notice yours like right. that's that's you know that's just what that 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 plays a huge part right. in bullying and, and you we, know we like i said we we didn't have it so we make it show we make it sure our kids our kids got it and in return our kids is 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 is, is bullying others or or and making other people feel like they 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 broke because they don't have it 
it's, it's all a ripple effect. It's that hamster that you keep talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hamster. So, the you know, they're going to jump off. You know, I, I definitely encourage everybody. <laughs> I, 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 I like that you bring up that hamster concept, that hamster concept. I encourage everybody to jump off the wheel. Yes. I encourage everybody to jump off the wheel yep. when it comes to parenting, when it comes to when it comes to fathers, when it comes to absent mothers, absent fathers, just everything. Just jump off the wheel. Because think about it. When have you seen a hamster jump off the wheel and, you know, right. and, 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 and hurt them? I'm not even being corny or cheesy or nothing, but, like, think about it. Like, when them hamsters are spinning on them wheels and spinning mm-hmm. and spinning and they jumping off, they jump off and they right. literally just walking around in their little cage and they just gone and about, but they're breaking away from that. Like you have to literally, you, you have to, you know what I'm saying? You can't be afraid to jump out of that wheel. You got to jump out and you just got to, you know, figure out you, you, my, my main thing with, you know, breaking generational curses before you even, you know, can even consider breaking a generational curse. You have to acknowledge you gotta be what aware. generational curse you have. It's not just one curse. There are so many different, you know, things that fall under that umbrella. So before you even jump off the wheel, you know, you have to, figure out exactly you know what generational curse you have you might not just have one you might have 10 but you know you have to you have to figure them you got to be ready to tackle them and you got to think about it too i'm gonna keep going back to this hamster wheel like the hamster wheel it don't it don't slow down it It doesn't slow down so while you figuring this out and while you trying to you know address the issues and stuff that you have this wheel is gonna keep 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 going and Mm -hmm. it's gonna keep going and once you actually address it while you're addressing it you know why you might even be talking to somebody that's another thing I recommend I I rec- recommend every person, every single person to get therapy. Just because you have not been through the worst thing that somebody else has been through or just because you have not been through what somebody else has been through does not mean that you do not have issues that you may not be able to. That's the thing with people having problems and having issues. A lot of times we think we fine. We think that it's nothing wrong. We think that you know, we know it all. We think we got it, you know, in the bag and we don't feel like we have no issues because, you know, we, we, we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we don't address them. So we don't feel like we have them, but everybody, I feel like everybody needs therapy. Even if you are doing the greatest in your life, there are doctors, there are, you know, all these surgeons, there are lawyers, there are all type of people that gets, that goes to sit in front of a, in front of a therapist. I feel like everybody needs to get therapy. And if you want to start somewhere by addressing your generational curses or any issues that you think you may have from generations before and before and before you, please, I encourage everybody to seek out a therapist. You don't have to tell nobody about it. You don't have to, you know, you can me personally, I like telling people about therapy because I feel like everybody needs it. And I feel like it's no secret. Everybody needs therapy. Like it's nothing that makes you crazy. It's nothing that everybody needs therapy, you know? So I feel like everybody should definitely seek therapy. Some people don't even right. know, you know, what a therapist's office looks like. So, you know, that's what we're here for to right. motivate, to bring these issues to the table, to leave them at the table and, you know, move on forward to the next issue. For sure, man. That was a good talk. You know, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, you feel me? New underscore Harden. You know what I'm saying? It is I. Follow me. Yes, and we got a good topic. We got some good topics for y'all. We got a good topic next week. Stay tuned. We was going to give y'all a clue, but no, we changed our mind. So just stay tuned. We hope y'all join us next week. We hope, you know, everybody enjoyed this talk. I enjoyed talking about it. I enjoyed listening to you. And I enjoyed the the few little side comments I got. (laughs) I enjoyed those as well. So, yeah, y'all just tune in. Next. Definitely feel like we got a lot off our chest. I hope who all watched, I hope that 
Y'all took a lot from this. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I hope it helps somebody. Right. Apply apply to your life. If 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 it don't mean nothing to move move around. Yep. <laughs> like yep. other than that, you know what I'm saying? You know, again, you know, follow me on Instagram if you don't follow me already at noop underscore heart and job with your Instagram. Mine's is at Jachi. We actually have a email address that if anybody wants to send specific questions, you know, that they want us to address on a show. We're not gonna be able to address all of them, but you know, if anybody wants to send questions or you know it could be anonymous it could be it doesn't matter but you can send it we'll put the email address up on on the video when it drops and that's it we hope or, y'all enjoy or it. even even if you want to just just voice your opinion that's fine too if even if you got an opinion on a podcast or you feel some way about yeah, something you can do it through our email you know what I'm saying just make sure it's respectful just or what you gonna do no just <laughs> i will find you <laughs> but just make sure it's respectful you know but you know this 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 podcast is for everybody to be able to you know, voice their opinion, bring it to the table. We leave it at the table. That's that's our that's our meaning. You yes. know, that's our slogan. And you know, peace out. We yes. love y'all. You know what I'm saying? Big arms. <laughs> <laughs>